Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. Just a language warning for this episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. Grace and welcome to the afterlight and I'm joined today by Becky Stanton. She is a soul-led mindset and divine energetics coach for ambitious soulful female entrepreneurs. Her coaching and offers take you from stuck in your head to a deepening connection with your intuition, your truest self and limitless possibilities. Yes, please. Creating more ease, balance, and fulfillment as you pursue your entrepreneurial visions. Becky is a rituals queen, qualified in NLP mindset coaching, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom, tapping, Reiki, and breathwork. She brings a soulful and holistic approach to mindset coaching and soulful activations to empower women on their business success journeys. Becky also guides clients with her soulful CEO approach to business, balancing the masculine with honest, energetic, and feminine business practices. It's time to throw out the rule book and expand soulfully. And Becky's joining me today. We're going to be talking about transforming your mindset, reclaiming your inner power, the power of ritual, co-creating with the universe so you can step into a life of abundance. Those are some pretty major topics, actually. <laughs> to cover in one and we have 55 minutes to cover it all hi becky welcome to the show hi lauren thank you for having me on i can't wait to have this chat with you yes i think it's going to be fantastic and it's funny because one of the things that i'm really passionate about in life is spirituality and business and when the two of them can come together for me it's just like the ultimate dream it's a happy marriage so before we kind of kick into the conversation today, and we'll see how much business conversation we really get to, because I think that at least for me, when you can be really clear spiritually, I think the business stuff really does sort of fall into place because you're in alignment. However, before we sort of go there, Becky, tell me a little bit about how your spiritual journey began. Have you always been on the path? Did something happen to you to kind of set you there? dark night of the soul much or anything of the, <laughs> <laughs> along those lines yeah. in a nutshell it was Saturn return it was definitely oh. around that time like around 28 years old I would say before that wasn't necessarily spiritual didn't have any spiritual leaders around me wouldn't have used that language but I very much had this mindset of everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. and I've always had this kind of flow energy of trusting and being like, okay, this crappy thing's happening, but I think it's happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. And one moment that really stands out in my corporate career was I must have said that in response to a manager. And my manager said, that's a very lazy way to live. Oh. If you think everything happens for a reason, that's really lazy thinking. And it really shook me. And that really made me question everything of being like, oh, I think I've been maybe flowing too much maybe I should be paying more attention maybe I should be more active and that's when I started to get more into the hustle energy and actually I found myself working all the hours and really pushing and forcing to the point of 
the very beginnings of a burnout. Luckily, I had a very supportive manager at the time that kind of sent me away, <laughs> gave me three weeks holiday. I went to Italy alone. And I think that was the beginning of me coming back home to myself mm. and that journey of like, who am I? You know, that beautiful question, who am I? <laughs> what is yeah. this world? Yeah. What am I here to do? Yeah. I don't think it's working 14 hour days in an office and crying myself to sleep. And that really started the journey of self-development initially, and then finding manifestation and the practices and the rituals to the point that I was like, this is incredible. This is literally going back to not necessarily the words that everything is happening for a reason, but that energy, that vibe. And so from my late 20s, I've just been deepening and deepening, starting with more of the masculine manifestation because obviously if it works of like kind of I want this I got this <laughs> and then be like no, let's go deeper and that's where my divine practices have definitely been flourishing and my connection with source too oh that's so cool there's this fabulous book called the Moses Code have you read it I haven't oh no. you would I think you would really like it and I'm only bringing it up because there's one thing there there's a part of the book it's a lot about manifesting but they kind of talk a lot about almost manifesting things. And then there's this Mm -hmm. point in the book where the author says, now you don't have to read anymore, but if you keep on reading, you will never be the same. And what it does is it actually encourages you to reach further than the, than the tangible Mm. car or, you know, the things that we want to acquire. And it starts to ask you, what is it that you truly want? And for me, it's always been peace. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I have peace, everything is just in divine perfection. And in that book, it was talking a lot about how when you can start to endeavor to have that, everything starts to fall into place Mm -hmm. underneath it. Yes. I just thought you would connect with that thought. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. And it's, it's interestingly what I teach and how I guide people as well. I call it, call it ego manifestation and divine manifestation Mm -hmm. the ego is the surface level of the car of the house and many of us start there because that's the world we're in in terms of things and capitalism right I want a Chanel handbag so I'm gonna manifest it yeah (laughs) that was definitely on my vision board back in the day because I came from a luxury fashion background so like Chanel handbag was the goal Mm -hmm. and then it's like once you get that thing it's like hasn't really hit the spot what was behind that thing you know and for me it's freedom it was this financial freedom this time freedom this creative freedom that Mm -hmm. represented the Chanel handbag in my head so yeah such a beautiful recommendation thank you I'll definitely read it yeah yeah you'll you'll love it I read it in a whole day it's just a small little book too which is lovely (laughs) I want to go back for a minute because I thought you were talking about something that was really important in your story that was really really interesting it was uh going back to that manager who was really essentially a guide in disguise probably didn't realize that life isn't always meant to be a struggle or suffering or burning Mm -hmm. out right and isn't it so interesting how some people are still learning that that's not the way of doing what do you think are some of the lessons that that guide taught you that you're sort of using now now because it seems to me that that, you know, that message created this catalyst for you to go almost the mm-hmm. polar opposite of your innate <laughs> nature. But for you to mm-hmm. go through that, you started to understand a little bit more about how 
going with the flow was your divine right or was Mm -hmm. actually your um, connection to source yeah it was definitely a divine moment I think in a few different ways because I think even though that was like my way of being this everything happens for a reason I was definitely full of fear and restricting myself and I feel that younger Becky definitely would use that as an excuse mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason I don't need to try I don't need to go too deep right. so it was kind of this there was, was something meant to work me. out exactly there yeah. was something within me that truly had this spiritual flow but hadn't understood it and was abusing it as a reason and an excuse to play smaller so I feel that this guide I'm getting this body tingle always get that tingle yeah, this alignment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel this guide was I was meant to go through the near burnout and of yeah. course I had another guide that was able to save me from it and not actually fully go through it and sent me away but I was yeah. meant to go the complete opposite of the other extreme to see that this is definitely not the way I want to live mm-hmm. and if I can help others to not live this way as well through the, the coaching that I do now but then it allowed me to come back home to myself so I could still come back to this you know I get to flow things don't have to be challenging we can yeah. go through some my, the most challenging things in life which personally in the last few years I have and still find that peace within still be connected to me still feel that everything will support me and everyone for their highest good but I needed to firstly go through the extreme of the opposite in order to then find the balance and the power within me with that energy rather than it being a self-sabotage excuse of oh that person didn't reply never mind yeah because sometimes in the intuition it's like no I'm being guided to step up right yeah (laughs) I'm being guided proactive to ask yeah. more, to be more clear, to show them the benefit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. there's that balance of old Becky was giving her power away, saying life's happening to me, I'm just going to flow with it. Yeah. This Becky, through those experiences and those guides, understands life is happening with me and through me. And I'm that vessel, I'm part of that process. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tune in, pause and see what my role is in it. That's great. And life is happening for us as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Not, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, I, I talk about it sometimes, but I loved Wayne Dyer's quote when he talks about how, when we think we're doing, we're being done. And mm-hmm. I, I just love that. One of the things that I personally struggle with, and I love to hear your take on it because I know that our listener at home might be able to relate to it as well, is the masculine and feminine balance. And I think that it's really an interesting position to be in as spiritual professionals, especially in mm-hmm. business, because you kind of have mm-hmm. that masculine yang energy, which is a lot about the, the doing and the selling and the proactive and getting out there and making those calls and, you know, showing up and selling and, and it's got even that energy, even I'm sure you can feel there's a difference in energy versus the creativity. And like, I'm building the the course and I'm channeling my inner guidance to, to make this amazing program. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. how do you personally balance the masculine and feminine and how do you also balance the masculine and and the feminine in terms of the manifestation because it's not all it's not always about making the intention it's also about knowing how you can receive what you are asking Mm -hmm. for I'm taking notes Mm -hmm. girl (laughs) 
Yeah, and I feel it for, for many of us is, is the learning, right, and embodying our own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my history taught me that my comfortable place is in the feminine. So I was in a very masculine world, and many of us are, you know, outside of the spiritual bubble that we create. It's quite masculine out there. Mm-hmm. And I found myself just trying to mask and fit in with the masculine, which led to the near burnout, because that's not my go-to energy. So within my business, initially I rejected the masculines. There was a lot of healing for me because I was like, that doesn't work. I burn out. I'm going to flow. I'm going to be this feminine Becky. And then you realize, oh, well, actually, I'm not taking much action. I'm actually not being that strategic. (laughs) I'm actually just kind of like waiting for things to happen. So Mm -hmm. for me and my business personally as well, it's been really finding that balance. And what it looks like for me now is a dance with everything. So it's not even seeing it as masculine and that's feminine. It's really seen this dance in everything I do that you get to have this blend of both. Mm. So for example, with selling, it's understanding that from an energetic perspective and simplicity really works for my mind because I can naturally go to overcomplicating. So I have to really simplify it. And how I see and visualize it is I have this offer that I trust is a sole offer. You know, I feel like it's really grounded in supporting the higher good for everyone and for me. And there are is a sole client that is ready to receive this. So selling is that invitation, right? So that's kind of this flow that I feel. So then the masculine and feminine energies are firstly around the energetics of trusting that the feminine is, if they're meant to work with me, they will. So there's no pressure, no rush. It's really my creative expression. How do I want to talk about it? How do I want to call them in? What is that like handout of this invitation? I'd love you to come into this world and support you where you're at. And then the masculine is almost what I feel like is more the human perspective of, and now what's my role in implementing this, mm-hmm. right? How right. can I use my logical brain to kind of make a plan to flow yeah. through and use yeah. my energy to actually do So my feminine always comes first in terms of that creativity, that download, that channeling, that simplicity. And then the masculine is then putting it together of like, okay, now this is the plan. And as we know from as spiritual business owners, a plan that can move, can flow through. (laughs) Yes. Right. If it doesn't happen this way, I'm all good. Yes. Universe, work through me, source, show me the way. But for my mind to focus and for my energy to know where it's going to go, this is the plan. This is the strategy. And then there's always learnings, always growth along the way. Do you create sort of a intention where you may go, all right, I'm going to sit for 15. I'm going to sit for five. I'm going to think about connecting to my ideal client, my soul client, and I'm going to put that offer out there on an energetic level. And then you may shift and go, all right, now I'm looking at building the tech and the funnels and the <laughs> the correct messaging to, to target them. Like, is it a conscious thing that you do? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I call it soulful selling. I believe that you've already sold to that soul client. You may just need to make them aware of it on a conscious level. Subconsciously, they're in. Mm. As soon as they're aware, they're going to, their human's going to say yes and actually pay and make all the moves. Yeah. So it's trusting energetically that person is destined to work with me. You don't need to fully understand who they are, where they are, what's happening, but if this is a sole offer that is for everyone's highest good, mm-hmm. people are going to 
be in your offer Mm -hmm. so then it's like okay I trust there are people and you can feel into the energy of how abundant that energy is of people coming in Mm -hmm. so then it's then tuning into what's my role how am I going to support their human their conscious level to physically see me and say yes yeah and that's when it's creative around how you want to do that and yeah but definitely it's a conscious process of tuning in first and then being like give me the ideas universe (laughs) how am I going to do this with the how yeah and then it's also like you said it's coming back to something and offering something that you feel is in alignment you know Mm -hmm. when you offer when you create something if there's any doubt that this isn't a good investment there's no alignment with your soul there Like there's a Mm -hmm. misstep that needs to be managed, but, you know, sounds to me like what you're saying is when you're in alignment, when you just know that I've got the goods here, then Mm -hmm. that creates that opportunity for you to be able to receive. Where do you think people get caught up with the receiving part? Is it that they're not in alignment? Can you be, can you be in alignment and feel comfortable about what it is you are offering, but have some kind of a block in terms of receiving? Is that a limited belief or a mindset issue that then needs to be adjusted if energetically you're on track? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the way of, you know, How- creating that soulful offer. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like I, I see things as our soul and our human. Again, the simplicity for my mind. Yeah, I like it. It's, we have this soulful part of us that can have that energetic connection and have that knowing have that oneness of I'm here with a mission right now this is how I'm meant to be supporting people yeah. but our human like I almost see that the soul is like this beautiful shining within and then you have this layer of your human and that's all the conditioning the yeah. illusions the limits the things that we've just absorbed during our time here and that can just be an energetic and physical block you know, so if we think around mind, body, energy, the levels that I work with, your mind can have limiting beliefs, limiting expectations, mm-hmm. and all the illusions and stories. So around receiving, it could be, you know, the big one for female entrepreneurs is I'm not enough, I'm not worthy of receiving. This just mm-hmm. doesn't even necessarily make sense. There's just this ingrained belief that I'm not enough. I need to be more. Yeah. And so that can be a belief around money. We absorb so much of our money stories from our parents, our caregivers, however we were raised. We just absorb their story and our, these ancestral stories have just been handed down. So there's so much that can limit it from the mind. Mm-hmm. And then the body, it's how those beliefs are stored like in the nervous system, right? So we have the responses that come, like my go-to one is freeze. I can go into this procrastination, like the deer in the headlights. So if I'm playing bigger, I have to be really aware of where am I procrastinating? Where am I going to watch reality TV, you know, to avoid doing the thing? My human wants to protect me to play smaller. Yeah. And then we have the energy. We all have this energetic capacity, which is determined by our mind. Again, this illusion, this limit of how much we can handle, how much we can receive. So it's working on all three levels, really, of understanding of if you do this alignment in an offer, it's checking in of what beliefs may trip me up, how's my body feeling, and also energetically, where have I capped myself at those upper limits? You know, I've only ever received £5,000, maybe it's how much you got in your corporate career, so anything more, 
I don't know what to do with it. It feels unsafe. I can't be trusted energetically. Then you'll just notice that you're not going above 5K. So yeah, those three levels are the ones because you can be as aligned soulfully and then your humor's like, uh-uh. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so how do you undo some of that? You know, how? what are some actions that you've taken or that you've worked with with clients to, to yeah. assist them with all of that? I connect very much with the whole, you know, I'm not enough for, you know, I think many of us have that program mm-hmm. deep seated. It shows up in different ways. And we're like, let's get to the yeah. room. Oh shit. There's, I'm not enough. <laughs> there is again. <laughs> Thought I dealt with that 20 years ago. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely can resonate with that. And, yeah. and I feel like it's the, I see different stages in the healing. So for some clients, like for me, when I first started my journey, where you're almost becoming aware of the limits it becomes a very mind process initially of like what are those stories what have I been believing what is my identity and that's where my journey began as an NLP mindset coach with hypnotherapy because it's very much like what are those stories and we know that we can change our subconscious and our conscious mind right you can teach dog old an old dog new tricks you can change the mind So it's very much working on the mind level. And so a lot of the work I do is around mindset coaching of like, what are those stories? It's not true. And then coming back to the soul, it's very soul-led approach. And then in the body, it's very understanding our nervous system, you know, and that's why I'm very passionate about breath work and like EFT tapping, because then we work on the beliefs that are also stored in the body. You know, there's this belief that I'm not enough isn't just a thought, that thought actually creates these self-sabotaging behaviors in our body, that feeling, that tightness. You know, I have it when I'm playing bigger, when I'm going for these big desires, you know, I can feel it in my body of this just restricted energy, you know, so breath work releases the energy and also tapping can work with the mind and the meridian points in the body and the energy. And then energetically it's around working on those things as well but I believe Reiki is really powerful as well and all of the rituals to just open up the receiving energy and I I see these different levels so there's some people that start and they're like just aware of the limits so they start to work on the mindset and then for maybe like women like us who maybe have been doing a lot of healing you still feel the stories coming up and it's just this repeating energy it's that old energy sometimes you're like oh I can feel it there, but it's not really there. Yeah. And it's a different spiritual journey and a different spiritual healing, in my opinion, because it's more around coming back into the acceptance and the witness of it, being like, okay, yes. there is a part of me that believes I'm not worthy. And I understand where that's come from. I've gone there many times. I understand that younger Becky or that past life or whatever it is. But you know what? I can witness it and still feel safe. And it's this new energy of being like, I can be with both energies, but be the witness to it and still pursue. And I'm not going to allow it to take over my body, take over my energy, because it actually is all an illusion. It's a story. And actually, I'm going to focus my energy on the story that what if I am worthy and can receive abundantly and have fun and enjoy life and serve? Let's see what happens when that's my focus while still witnessing this part of me, this wound mm-hmm. that I'm not enough. I don't think there's ever a time where, well, maybe I might be proven wrong, who knows, but I don't believe there's ever a time where people fully stand up and say, I'm 100% worthy and don't have that part of me anymore. 
I feel it's just this perspective, this energy of where we, how we treat it, how we see it, and how much energy we give it. Mm, Beautiful. I want to ask you in a moment about the power of ritual. What are some Mm. of the rituals that you do? But before we get to that, I I am curious to know how you become the observer. Do you have a, a technique that you do? I mean, you talked about a few different techniques there, but you know, if you're, you catch yourself, you're spiraling, is there something that you automatically go to? Is it the EFT? Is it the breath work? They're more releasing for me. I feel as the witness, it is a a sort of meditation. So a practice that I do with my clients and with myself is, for example, if you're feeling triggered, if you're feeling something in your body, there's this awareness of the human and the soul. So it's pausing, breathing, coming into your body and really somatically tuning in to what you feel in your body. And when you do that, like, for example, if I was feeling a heaviness in my chest, I would slow down, I would breathe, I'd invite forward the feeling I'm feeling in my chest, and I'd be with it. I can also speak with it, and I can understand it. But then you have this awareness of, ah, I am not that thing in my body. There's a part of me, there's this sort of getting those chills again. <laughs> I'm this soulful self that can witness and be with and support the energy I'm feeling in my body. Mm. And the more you practice that, the more you realize I am not that belief. I am not the energy. There's something deeper that I am. And then that's when you have this practice of even when you get triggered, because it's human to be triggered. Mm. You know, there's going to be moments when you feel fear. You know, you can't be fearless. (laughs) We have fear in our body, but it's your relationship with that energy and the fear that changes because you can feel the fear pause, invite it forward, be like, I witness you, I see you. What do I need to know? What are you trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. You know, it might be like, don't do it, don't do it. It's not safe to do it. You're like, I hear you, I understand you, but we are safe. You get to move the energy. It's this beautiful relationship. And that comes with practice. And I have like meditations yeah. to support clients with that because now I can just be on a walk, feel triggered and like talk to myself and feel the energy. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it can be that simple that you yeah. build that relationship with yourself. One of the things that you were talking about, though, that is so important that I want to reiterate again for our listener is about being with it, because I think that it's when we, I don't want to feel fear. I don't want to feel anxiety. I don't want to feel the heaviness on my chest. That's where we suffer is when we want things Mm -hmm. to be other than where we are. And, you Mm -hmm. know, when you say, just be with it, invite it forward, it sounds so casual and easy to do. And I think that our minds just try to make things a bit more complicated than they actually need to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it is a practice as well. So many of us have these beliefs around our emotions as well. You know, maybe as a child, you were told to stop crying, you know, stop looking for attention, you know, all the things that we've affirmed of like, I have so many clients where they feel it's not safe to feel. And actually it feels better for them in the short term, just to slap a smile on and be like everything's okay it's all good and they're desperate to cry or to be angry yeah so it's definitely that relationship with emotions like you say it's safe to feel whatever you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then it's the practice of knowing that you don't have to stay in that energy that energy flows through you Mm -hmm. right because some people are like okay it's safe to cry and then they feel they're stuck in that emotion and it's almost knowing that you get to flow through it by
emotion has come back to the soul. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, you froze there for a moment, but I think we got, oh, okay. we thought, I think we got your gist. Um, one of the things that I, that you're bringing up in me as well that I wanted to share is I know one of my friends, she's an amazing healer, Bernadette. She's got healing works, shout out. If anyone wants her contact, let me know. Um, and she was telling me, she was teaching me about how everything has a soul, you know, like the cells of our body have souls. Our anxiety has a soul. And what I hear from you is you're really embracing that and you're honoring that feeling that's coming up and you're saying, you know, I feel that and I'm going to honor it. And then it's, it, mm -hmm. it shall pass, you know? And uh, yeah, I can see how it would be a difficult thing maybe initially to start doing, but once you start to do it, I mean, the power that that would open up, wouldn't it, to just allow you mm -hmm. to release what it is that's holding you captive sometimes instead of shoving it down into the dark, <laughs> which is what some of us do. Yeah, it's really powerful. And it's a beautiful practice because then you're the word control came up it's not control but you're always well you are in power of it in a way you know yeah you, yeah you're not it's not bigger than you I guess you. you could say yeah. yeah that's what's coming through it's not not yeah. necessarily that you can control the emotions but you're in that power seat right that you can be with it allow it. it's just like a child right mm -hmm. allow them to express what they need to express and then they can communicate with you mm -hmm. you know and so yeah it's a really beautiful process and I love the idea that it has a soul yeah and also how I I, I teach around business right our business is a soul I think yeah. so many people take to identity yeah. that their business is you right that yeah your business is a soul so treat it like a soul treat yeah like a friend <laughs> yeah yeah and I I had to close a business recently and I was like you know I just didn't treat it properly I didn't nurture it the way it needed to be nurtured and you know, I, I learned that I can't do everything well, and I have to sometimes pick and mm -hmm. that's what I ended up having to do. And, and when you can, I think, be graceful with yourself, compassionate with yourself and learning the lessons mm -hmm. as you go, I think it gives you that grace to, to honor where, where you're at. Um, one thing that I wanted to share as well with you um, and our listener, just in case, uh, are you familiar with Stuart Wilde's teachings? No, no, I'm not. He's extraordinary. Um, Wild, W-I-L-D-E. And he passed in 2003. It's quite something when you discover someone. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get him on the show no matter what. And then you look him up and he's he's died. You're like, oh no, I'm 10 years too late or something. But um, <laughs> one of the things that he talked about, which I just found to be one of the most profound. So I downloaded off Audible. He's got a whole psychic series on there. He's an incredible author. And uh, he was talking about the power of the heartbeat. And in it, he was saying, you know, take your fingers and just feel your heartbeat. And I remember when I did that, I connected with my inner body, connected with my human body in a totally different way than I ever did before. It's as though we forget that the mm. human body, the human vehicle, I mean, we know we need to exercise it and treat it well and, mm -hmm. and feed it good foods and things like that. But there's this whole inner system that's happening and supporting mm. us and taking us through life. And yeah. I just, you know, that, that came to me when you were just talking a lot about 
noticing, you know, to become the witness, mm-hmm. noticing those things within yourself and the power of the heartbeat is it's unlike mm-hmm. anything else, I think. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I feel the same around our breath. I feel that's why breath work was really calling me because mm. without our breath, without our heartbeat, <laughs> you yeah. know, our soul doesn't have that human vessel. And yeah. I've personally been through like some loss recently and some ill health. And I feel that really grounds you back into the humanness as well. You know, I've spoken around like our human holds limits, holds all the stories, but also the human part is why we're here. You know, it's really being grateful and grounded with our body. You know, it's just that that vessel also can, you know, attach a lot of energy that can sometimes slow down our journey. But there's so much to be grateful for Mm -hmm. and to feel connected and presence is the word, right? Being present with where we are, how our body is and yeah, honoring the vessel that we are. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think a big part about us being able to do that is engaging in ritual, engaging in Mm -hmm. those intentional moments where we go, I will sit with my breath, I will sit and feel my heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I will sit here in my human self and and feel the Mm -hmm. things I need to feel. So Mm -hmm. what are some rituals that that you use in your life what's your definition of a ritual is it as simple as waking up every day and going to bed at the same time or is it a little bit more elaborate and than that yeah for me a ritual is around being present and intentional mm-hmm. so it's really being grounded in the moment and soulfully being in the moment in a way that you want to be And so that's why I love the idea of rituals, because many of us are just running subconsciously habits, doing things the way we've always done them. And so rituals allow us to really pause, come into the moment with intention. And for me, when I started this journey, journaling was a very big ritual because I was very complicated in my mind. (laughs) You know, I hadn't really processed anything. There was all of this identity of who Becky was and it didn't feel right. So journaling was a big ritual for me. And I was I had a morning practice that was very much around what's going on in my mind, what are these stories, what do I want to do today, and how can I how can my mind support me? So I always recommend clients, you know, if you are feeling like you're overthinking, overcomplicating, journaling is really powerful. And something that that turned into for me was also voice memoing because some days you just don't want to journal. And for me, when I'm out in nature, I've got a dog on a dog walk. I can feel the expression. I can feel that I feel present. I feel surrounded by nature. And I feel that's when I really want to process what's going on in my mind. So something, it's not always, you don't always need to record it. Sometimes it's the intention of recording. So you feel that you're speaking to someone. Sometimes I do just speak to myself out loud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this crazy dog lady walking through the woods, (laughs) talking to myself. Um, But really it's around processing what's going on. So it's, I'm feeling, I'm thinking, I've been noticing. I'm really Mm -hmm. just expressing it. And that can happen on the page, which is powerful, putting pen to paper and seeing it written, but also a voice memo of just being like, I need to express this. I need to say it. So that's the really powerful one to get out of our heads. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off. People, they get worried about putting things on paper. Some people don't live in environments where they can leave things like that hanging around. 
some people just don't want to articulate it in that way. And so I love the, the voice memo or the just talking out loud, which mm-hmm. I think gives you an escape really, mm-hmm. where you can just say it and let it be free from you, because that's what it's really about, isn't it? It's about how can you free this from you to create that space? Exactly. Yeah. And a, a ritual that I recommend for people, like some days you do just feel like there's so much resistance in your mind, mm-hmm. writing it down on a piece of paper and then burning it safely yeah. is almost handing it back over to the universe. Being mm-hmm. like, this is how I've been feeling, but I'm letting it go now. And there's something releasing of seeing it burn, like in a sink of being like, I hand over that energy now. I've expressed it. I'm choosing not to focus on it. And it just frees and cleanses your energy. So there's lots of things that I, I completely appreciate. Sometimes you don't want to have someone find your inner thoughts and your inner fears. And burning it is a beautiful way to hand it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you're talking about how a lot of us are sort of on autopilot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's funny because I go through periods of time periods where I'm really into a ritual like gratitude or every day I come in and I do my card or something. And then some, Mm -hmm. sometimes I just get out of, out of the habit. And then I go, Oh, and maybe it's because that rituals run its course and I need to re Mm -hmm. redo it or look at it in a different way. Uh, Do you notice that there's a difference when you're doing a ritual, when you're, when you're being intentional versus when you're not, do you notice that you're operating on a different level? Do you feel that it affects your emotions, your ability to be one with source? Does it show up for you in any way? Yeah, definitely. And I think the pattern that I've noticed with myself is when things are good, I'm sometimes slow down on the ritual. Totally. And and then all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel so crappy? Right. (laughs) Why do I feel so like pent up? And so that was like a pattern that I really had to recognize. And for me, what I realized is where the, I used to do like an hour in the morning, you know, light my candle, have my Oracle cards. I needed that in the moment. And some of you may feel that you need it now, this real intentional setting up the day or closing the day. And what I realized now is those rituals are almost embodied in me because I've been practicing them for so many years now, you know, that I can be. I can be doing the washing up and I could be feeling connected with myself, tuning yeah. into my body and connecting with source. You know, I can see maybe a, a bird outside and feel the gratitude for the bird in that moment. Yeah. And I feel this is the power of ritual that we start by consciously being present and tuning in. And of course, a practice creates a subconscious habit within us. And for me, it is then understanding that I can always be in ritual. As you've said, like everything can be a ritual. You can have a shower, your morning shower, and wash away your limits. Mm-hmm. See them go down the plug hole. Use water as this cleanse. So you don't need to physically be maybe meditating if that's your thing. And just knowing that you are working with your energetic and your human body. But what I try to do every day is something for my mind, something for my body, something for my energy. And right now, yoga feels like the thing that does all three in one, (laughs) which feels really beautiful. Yeah. Time saver hack. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yoga practice allows me to be present, come into my body, honor how I'm feeling, and also that physical movement and health and stretch. And then also feel one with sores with the beautiful practice. So for me, that's what feels really juicy right now. Um, And then everything else is just embodied practice but that took me years to get there so that's why rituals are powerful that if you're 
on this journey to have the embodiment, it's using your masculine by consciously putting time in the diary to connect. That's where the masculine and the feminine dance, right? You being structured and organized allows you to actually be in the feminine and connect and channel. Totally. That's why I created my course, Powerful Productivity for the Spiritual Professional, because of that exact thing, because people are not always aware that they can actually create space to have whatever life that they want. They just need to know how to do it, make it a priority. You know, when you're talking, it's just, it's so beautiful to hear you speak. And when you're speaking, you're really talking to me about, you know, being one with with the present being one with the universe. And that puts you in the position of being able to co-create a wondrous life. So have you noticed that when you're in flow, everything is working for you? And if you sort of maybe get off the wrong bus stop, or all of a sudden things are a little bit clunky for you, do you notice that your co-creation with the universe changes at all? And how do you get back onto that realignment? Is it coming back to those three things, those four things that you need to do every day to really support yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it that easy to get back on track with co-creating? Yeah. No, beautiful question. And I think there's like macro things that happen on the micro, like a micro example is I was going to be a speaker around surrender in London. And I live about a couple of hours outside of London. And I just got on the wrong train going in the wrong direction. (laughs) No idea why. Can't explain it. Um, Autopilot, I'm sure. And then I had this realization of, ah, I'm about to go talk about surrender. And I've created yeah. this moment where I need to surrender. Yeah. Right. I need to embody it in order to talk about it. And it was just that beautiful awareness of like, even like, oh, Becky would have been like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to be late. What am I going to do? Ringing everyone yeah. like, what do I do? do? And I just had this awareness of like, oh, I'm heading in the wrong direction. Let's find the solution. But oh, let's sit in this realization of how safe it feels. So there's those sorts of things where yeah. I've been able build that safety within that everything is happening for a reason (laughs) even getting on a train the wrong way and then on the more macro level I've had some big challenges in my life and they maybe have taken me a little bit off course because they've been real human experiences you know really big emotions like grief and loss and so they for me it's been very much around presence that's been the main ritual around that because there are going to be times in our life as spiritual business owners whether it's business or life things are going to feel big and shocking and you're not going to want to focus on business you know there's going to be so much going on in your mind in your body and maybe it's a big healing process that you're going through and for me it was just taking off the pressure And as you say, this oneness, this connection with source of just being like, okay, I am meant to be going through this, however challenging it is on a physical level. And I don't, I don't know if this is a bit deep to talk around, around grief, but I had this really challenging dynamic where one part of me trusted that this person or soul and I can stay connected, but then my physical human part was like but I'm going to miss that person I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. and as 
I explored it, of course, it's deepened my spirituality, <laughs> my connection with myself, my connection with everything. But at that time, it really does take you, of course, when these things happen, because you're like having a big human experience. And I don't know how I've never done this before. Yeah. Yet there's a part of me saying, you're good, you're fine. Mm-hmm. you're going to get through this yeah, so yeah I think as we, exactly and yeah. especially as a spiritual person I wasn't necessarily my family surrounded by other spiritual people and I felt quite alone in my thinking and I think yeah. you also you can question of like why am I not breathing like other people should I be more upset why am I not you know do all of the thoughts right of why am I different am I missing something am I actually bypassing <laughs> Right. It's all of those things. And the only answer I could find was be present with myself, tune in yes. and trust what's coming through. Yes. And I think that happens along our journey in all those different levels. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I know that our listener connected and I can feel your heart in that. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to share with you too, that I read the surrender experiment. Have you read that book? Mm-hmm. Isn't yes. it? I've read that one. <laughs> I read it a couple of times. Yeah. But I, I wanted to share with you because I <laughs> I'm interested in hearing what you think about this. So I was listening to a lot of Bob Proctor stuff one day and Mm -hmm. like I had, I think I did 17 hours of Bob Proctor in like a week or something. And I learned from that training that relax is a synonym of surrender. Mm -hmm. And I always knew I had to surrender and like, I'm an Aries, so I'm bossy. I'm a bit of a, (laughs) I'm a leader. And I was, you know, I've got a great idea all the time, right? It's annoying sometimes I'm sure, but (laughs) surrendering is not part of my nature because I'm just Mm -hmm. like, let's just take the bull by the horns. Here we go. Right. Mm -hmm. When I learned that relax was a synonym, I think I put two and two together, but Bob Proctor may have said it relax was a synonym of surrender. I understood surrender in a different way. Mm -hmm. I understood it in a way where I went, Oh, I get it. I don't really know how to surrender here, but I know how Mm -hmm. I can just chill for a second, which, Mm -hmm. which, you know, brings that about. Yeah. Yeah. Really beautiful. (laughs) One of the things that I think is really powerful as well for us to talk about is that idea of co-creating with the universe and the idea of us being souls in a human body and recognizing that we are not alone and also our need to ask for help and support. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know a little bit about your experience with that when you're co-creating with the universe, when you're dealing with the loss of someone, um, when you're dealing with, with these challenges that are happening, do you use your journaling? Do you talk out loud in the woods and ask Mm -hmm. the universe for those confirmations, those signs that help to deliver you wherever it is you need to go, whether it be Mm -hmm. to a new direction or to a new feeling or just a way of being where you are and being able to handle it. Yeah. So it started with journaling. That was really powerful. My most favorite started journaling. journaling. So I noticed a lot of people, I want to journal, but I don't know how to start. I don't know what to say. It's just talking about this today. Yeah. And the most powerful one that I've connected with is dear universe or dear source or dear spirit guide, because then you're opening up this portal to speak to that energy. Again, it's that intention of the ritual. And so for me, journaling, I still do it now. Um, I tend to journal more when 
I'm really in my head. Otherwise, I, I do just express myself and speak all the time. Yeah. So it'd be do universe, and it might just be say that I'm co-creating. So right now I'm pivoting my business a bit. So I'm very much connected with the universe and tapped in of like guide me because yes. I'm feeling a bit lost, right? I'm not sure what the path is. It feels unknown. Yeah. Source is guiding me down a route that I've never done before. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Pulling out the cards are like, oh, give me the answer. I, yeah. <laughs> I want and also I need, I mean. <laughs> it's a different so I definitely <laughs> I definitely tune in a lot. And I feel that the more you do, the more that I, I feel now that I can just tap into whether it's spirit guide, source, universe, whoever it is, this energy within that can guide me. So I can ask questions of being like. Um, I'm thinking about doing this. Is this the right path for me now? And I'll feel a yes, or I'll feel of mm, not sure. It's mm-hmm. almost like you feel it in your body. Are you either feeling expansive or a restricted energy? Yes. So for me, nature is where I tap in instantly. It's almost like I can walk into, you know, around trees and instantly I feel tapped in. That's my ritual of, um, I do go to like walk my dog and get exercise, but really it's it's my meditation. Yeah. I'm like, right, so awesome, ready, ready for my questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that works for me of, it's almost what I've learned is if if I am a soul and I'm here for everyone's highest good, including mine to grow, to expand, then I don't need to do it alone. I don't need all the pressure on my shoulders. Yeah. I don't need to look at what other people are doing. I don't need to be like, oh, she's successful doing that. Maybe that excites me. It's like source, show me, guide me, right? If I'm really meant to be doing this and I'm in this divine place, then let's co-create. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's where the powers come because I've definitely created offers in the past out of a should, out of I thought it'd look good. Yeah. And they're not successful my yeah. energy is not really behind it and sources isn't either because it's like yeah. mm, Becky let's do this other thing hello yeah <laughs> I'm throwing yeah. a guide you here so yeah it's, it's very much and it feels sometimes for people that are new to this it can feel more uncertain because mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd love to be like this is the offer go with this this is the way to be successful yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because sometimes we have to go through those things to know. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, I got made redundant in COVID and it freed me, you know, to actually do mm-hmm. what I came here to do because I've been stuck in corporate. Mm-hmm. And to cut a long story short, I had two businesses that I, well, I had the afterlight going on and then I had mm-hmm. a business going on and I was really struggling to keep them separate because I knew authentically that I am a spiritual woman who loves business and I needed to combine the two. And I was teaching time management to entrepreneurs and then blah, 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 had to do all these things. Three years later, I've been able to come full full circle. Mm -hmm. Now I'm teaching time management. Now I'm not afraid to say that I'm a medium and I am also a business mentor and putting them together into (sighs) one beautiful package. Whereas it took me a long, long time. I mean, not counting the three years, I took five years off spirituality mm-hmm. as well. So there's a lot of things in my story mm-hmm. that I had to go through those times to be able to take me to where I am now, which is where I feel most in alignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not about me, but 
you know, it's no, just no, no, exactly think- what you're talking about, I think. And I do find, I don't know whether you see this with your clients as well, that people's past always come into their purpose, right? Yeah. And there's parts of my past where I'm like, I'm going to reject that. I don't want to do that. I worked in HR, so I was like, I don't like people. <laughs> I've had enough of people. <laughs> yeah. With the naughty people, I was like, no, I don't like it. And what I find with clients as well is that there's so many things in your past that are actually coming into the purpose and the mission. And you've just beautifully described it there that actually yeah. it was just around what the anchor was and it was the spiritual side of business for you. Yeah. And I think and for many people, it's, there's no wasted time, essentially. Is the no, message. It's all exactly. happening. Yeah. And it's timing, isn't it? And you were going to say that for you, you thought it was what? For, oh, for, for my journey. So for my past, there there's so many I think where I rejected the masculine for so long because I was afraid of it because it had nearly burnt me out yeah that was my biggest lesson from my past of actually I get to be a balanced entrepreneur because feminine alone isn't successful it takes it gives you the ideas but then you're not implementing them you're not actually showing up in the way and so for me my career was very much around I was very successful when I was in the masculine. I just didn't have the feminine to balance it. And so for me now, it's almost like taking those learnings and we all have them. And obviously I work with people, so I got over it. (laughs) Yes, but it's also a balance too. Like maybe you're in the position where you don't have to all the time if you don't want to, or you don't feel that you're going to serve at the high level. Um, One of the things that I thought was interesting for myself, I remember I was watching... I was batch creating some social content and I was doing it for my business. And then I would change shirts and do it for my spiritual Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. I was maintaining these two separate personas Mm -hmm. basically. And I remember looking at myself and I could see that the light in my eyes was different Mm -hmm. when I was talking about spirituality than business. And it was a really interesting visual for myself. So I don't know whether or not that's a technique that our listener wants to try, or if you've ever done anything like it, where you can almost see yourself. For me, it was really interesting because I always thought that I was passionate about both subjects different um, at the same kind of level, Mm -hmm. but there was like that heart that came out or that soul that came out of the spiritual stuff where I went, Oh, right. And mm-hmm. I had that visual representation of knowing that this mm-hmm. needed to take precedent over the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. And mm. I definitely feel that with different tasks in my business, but I don't know if anyone resonates with that. And I feel I had to learn early on that because my energy is dominantly feminine I don't need to do all the masculine things. And when I started to outsource the air and get the right support, I then free up my energy to focus on what I like. And what I'm going through now with this pivot in my business is also how I want to serve. And that light in my eyes is what I'm tuning into, you know, and that expansive in my body. I'm really noticing how do I love to show up? How do I love to serve? And I'm noticing it's more like one to many and creating these rituals and, um, bundles and pathways for people and then supporting them where they're at because I don't know whether you feel this as well but sometimes in one-to-one it's almost 
I don't believe in forcing the healing. And I feel like the power is in the present moment. So uh -huh. if I can create resources for people to tap into when they're ready, when it's the right moment, that literally lights my eyes up. So yeah, that's what I'm going through at the moment and really tuning in. Like you say, it's a, it's a physical thing, response to feel into of like what actually lights me up and what actually drains my energy and fills me with dread. <laughs> Admin. Yep, yep, yep. A hundred million percent one of the things too for myself shameless plug but my my online course about time management I will teach you how to delegate and automate and all that by the way just on a side note because when we are in business and we are focusing on the things that light up light us mm -hmm. up and like you said outsource the other stuff it frees us up to actually make more revenue because we're doing the things yeah. that we're in alignment to do and not the some of the techie stuff that you know the funnily stuff that you know maybe other people can do better for us, for example. But I love the yeah. one to many. I think it's a good use of time management, which I'm all about. <laughs> and I don't know if you connect to this as well, but one of the things that I wanted to do, and one, one of the reasons why I prioritize building passive income in the course and stuff is because I wanted to ensure that I was always attracting people that I could serve at a high level mm -hmm. because I wanted to serve them and not because I needed to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. And so for mm -hmm. me, it's really important that I have an offer that is completely in alignment and will change people's lives. That's, that's an obvious thing. Mm -hmm. And when that's, you know, as that does its thing, it frees me up then to also do what I came to do without any of those masculine, um, financial, mm -hmm. I guess, attachments to the transaction. I mean, obviously there's a transaction, a financial adjustment, but it's not because I need that revenue necessarily. Beautiful. Yeah. And it comes back into that, what I call the soul client and soul offer. Come back to that when you're selling of like universe sources guiding me to create this for this yeah. soul that needs it. Come back to that simplicity that I'm here to serve and I've done it and I've created it in a way that I love to serve. Yes. you know and so there's there's no resistance there and then it's just understanding and the energetic exchange is money on this earth yep that's it and money allows me to then flow it to other things yeah that I love to purchase and love to enjoy and support yes. other businesses it's this beautiful like connection of energy isn't it yeah yes, I also understand on that human level of needing money you know yeah. I feel like we've all been in that energy too and it's almost then just coming back that's not going to serve you that's really going to restrict your energy so it's the same way you're going to show up but tune into this pathway this flow of energy and just being open to receive because you're still going to be showing up doing the same things the energy is just different and you're going to receive more yeah yeah and money is spiritual because when we have money we spend it and other people on their services and their courses yeah. and those products. And that empowers other people to grow their businesses and hire other people mm -hmm. and go, you know, and it goes on and on and on and on. So it's just, it's the it coolest does. thing ever, really. It is. It is. It is. And it comes back to the desire, right? For you, peace, me, freedom. Money also supports that energy. Mm -hmm. And once you have that, foundation you're just gonna receive 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 open up and then you just get to share even more love and abundance <laughs> yes and I'm here for it so bring it on Me universe too. yes thank you universe yes <laughs>
Becky, thank you so much. What an awesome chat. I know it's super early where you are. I want to thank you for making the time to, to be with me today. You've imparted so many lovely tips and tricks and new ways of looking at the world and our business, which is what this podcast is all about. I'm getting shivers as I talk to you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you felt called to speak on today? Is there anything that came up and is it okay to swear on your podcast? Yes, you can is swear. Okay. okay. So something that came through for me recently was the fuck it era. Yeah, and I, I saw feel that website. really. Yeah. And I feel that I just yeah. got called to share that energy of like the plain bigger energy is saying fuck it, the spiritual fuck it, not fuck yeah. it, I don't care. But the fuck it, let's see what happens when I play. Yeah, so I'm going to just... feel the fear and I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah, it's definitely that of like, fuck yeah. it, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Fuck it, let's see. Universe, show me how good it gets to be. And so I'm really in that energy and I'm supporting people in that energy. And I felt, just came through of like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but I like that because it also creates a lightheartedness around it. You know, and I think that for me, I sometimes really can get serious about stuff instead of going, who cares about that? You know, why is yeah. that a big deal? Why am I allowing that to affect me when I got other shit to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And this is playfulness, which is a creative energy. Exactly. Right. If you're selling something, fuck it. Let's I'm being guided to go live. Let's go live. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Let's see who's there. Yeah. Oh, I'm being guided to put this um application in. Fuck it. Let's put the energy in and let's show the universe that I'm serious. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. This beautiful yeah. energy that encourages you to go beyond the fear and actually do the things. And it's really fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and even when you're saying, I almost feel like you want to go, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. You like jump in anyway. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It. it is a fun visual <laughs> and it does make it like fun. It does make it lighthearted. And, you know, the universe will conspire with us when we're on that level, that high vibe level, which is yeah. here we are. We're ready. Let's do it. Show us away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Becky, for being here. I will put a link to everything in the show notes as well for our listener at home. And I look forward to our next conversation. I'm sure we will catch up again. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.